Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. Obviously, a lot to get to. Ownership stuff. Uh, the win over Juve. We've got Sevilla coming up in just a few days. Real quick, though, I have to thank our newest patron over at Patreon, Koa, who you can find on Twitter at F-L-A-M-M-Y-6. Four, four, and he is also the founder of the Romanista Vietnam Facebook page, which you can find at facebook.com slash RomanistiVN. So thank you, Koa, so much for your support. If you would like to join him, uh, you can get early access to the podcast, extra episodes of the podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash Press. So thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. Without you, uh, none of this would be possible. So thank you so, so much. Okay, Andy. Where do you want to start? Ownership madness, which <laughs> I'm sure everybody, that's why they're tuning into this one. Or do we want to start with the match over Juve? What, what is at the forefront of your mind? Well, uh, let's, let's savor the, the meaningless but still yet satisfying win uh, at the stadium, which I believe is the first time in 10 years that we've, we've come away with a victory. I understand the circumstances were... Not too stimulating, but still a win is a win, and it was great to see, uh, great to see them win in that fashion. Yeah, um, for me, in a couple of years, when we see the last time they won at the Juventus Stadium, uh, it's not going to say, and it, there's not going to be an asterisk next to it. You know, that says eh, nothing to play for on this match day. A win is a win. Again, as you just said, very little to play for. Two sides who are not motivated in the least bit. But it was good to see players who clearly do not feature for Roma on a consistent basis perform relatively well. I'm looking at Fusato. I'm looking at Calafiori. Uh, who, who stood out to you the most? VR, obviously. VR, definitely. VR was the, the, the highlight of, of the game, in my opinion. Um, just because he... He featured in a game that, you know, had uh, uh, still quality players. Um, he's not the most I- imposing player in, ter- in terms of uh, physique, um, in terms of strength. But he's clearly been working his ass off. And I think Fonseca noticed that. That's why he featured from, uh, from you know, the first minute. Um, I thought he was the man of the match just because of how... Um, easily he controlled the midfield, you know, with with very with key players out resting. Um, he was the one who 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 played there, and um, I believe it, you know it's been said time and time again. But you know, it's not a secret that that game of his was better than most of Cristante's games in that same position uh, all year long. Uh, all year long, so. Um, it was it was yeah it was just a, a fun performance um, a fun performance from from Zaniolo who again you know does those runs um, that then you know go on highlight videos and make you proud as a Romanista but also make you worried uh, about his future um, but it, it was just a very fun game you you, you saw Calafiori finally get a shot um, and also literally get a shot at goal um, which I thought was ridiculous. I thought that was oh, that was Rocky's signature goodbye to <laughs> to Roma fans after years of um, of just uh, the worst. 
um, again, taking that goal off of Calafiori's uh, bucket list, I thought it was a crime because it was a beautiful goal. It would have been a perfect debut for him. Um, otherwise, it was just fun to finally see a team play Juventus without having that, you know, every time we play Juventus, we never enjoyed uh, enjoy those games. They're, they're always really ugly games to look at. It's always determined by one single episode or something. Um, it, it's always like going up against Goliath. So this time around, you know, I, I can't even say that I didn't like the game because of how meaningless it is, because of, you know, how little at stake there was, because it was just fun. It was fun to, to see Roma go for a victory. It was fun to see Roma play nice football. Uh, that goal with with Zaniolo just going across the field and then beautifully passing it to uh, Perotti for an almost open goal was, was great. It was something that we rarely see. But more importantly, I wish to be here next week and, and to, to, to tell you as we are recording uh, another episode that, wow, I really like that we brought that same attitude from the Juve game to the Sevilla game. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's funny we say it's meaningless. In a way, it's not because you at least go into the match with Sevilla with a much better taste in your mouth. You know, um, it's it, it's one of those things where had Roma lost, perhaps us as supporters, we think, oh, OK, well, not not a big deal. Yeah, You've uh, you know, nothing to yeah. play for last match day. But I, I think there really is something from the character and the mental standpoint going into this match against Sevilla that you at least feel better about yourself going into this one had had they not won it. Yeah, I, I think there's just a general better feeling. So I was very glad to see that. You mentioned VR. I completely agree with you. Um, I, I think he was a man of the match, no doubt. Would you like to see him? Because we have Pellegrini coming back into the fold. He's going to be available for Sevilla. You have Cristante. And then you have VR. Now, Veritu is not going to feature. He's suspended for the match, which is a huge, huge, huge absence. I think Fonseca has to be very careful on who he chooses. For me, I do not want to see Pellegrini in that midfield role. No. I, I don't. So really, in my opinion, I think he's down to Cristante and VR. Surely, I mean, we know what Cristante is at this point. I would rather yeah. put on VR. Yeah, that was you? my main argument. Yeah, we know what Cristante brings in that position. We know that no matter what game it is, in that position, we haven't seen him, you know, play at least in this season we haven't seen him play up to any standards whatsoever um we know that pellegrini is gonna play in this game uh because uh, I, from fonseca's words uh, he still rates him or at least he, he talks about his importance we know that he's gonna be wearing a mask for for his nose um it's you know it, it, so the the if i have to choose just as you said, between Cristante and VR. Cristante, I know he's not going to stand out. I know he can be detrimental in that role. He's slow. You're facing a team that, you know, is on full throttle. They have they have been really good this season. Um, they have some really uh, fast players in the attack. Uh, you, you need pace. You need speed. You also need people who, who know how to pass the ball and not backwards, but you know, move the ball forward up the pitch. VR did that in the Juve game. And again, as meaningless as it was, it was much better than any performance I've seen from Cristante this season. So 
my choice would be to get Diawara and VR together and and you know maybe let's see what happens i think that could be fun um i think vr is you know but is is much faster than than cristante um the, the the stuff that he did against this, uh, juve is something that we haven't seen cristante do on a regular basis and i really you know this is an important game i i think that even the player roma players realize it or at least i hope so because they've all been talking about this being the ultimate objective of the season well no wonder what other objectives are there still um so i really hope that this is you know treated with enough in, enough seriousness um by fonseca and let's not fuck around let's let's play with vr let's make this game exciting um hopefully you know zaniolo also gets his chance to play i i wonder where he can be more effective whether he can be more effective by playing for from from the, the first minute or you know as uh, as a substitute maybe when uh, Sevilla are tired maybe when you really need that boost of creativity um it, it's that i think that is the more difficult uh, question to answer because vr at this moment is by far superior uh, to uh, cristante yeah I, i completely agree i would much rather see him for me cristante uh, this is you know This is like reading the same old book again. No, thank you. I'd rather see something new that I don't know uh, what they could potentially bring. So I, I'm all for VR playing. Uh, hey, we made a joke about Perotti only scoring on penalties, and he got a brace, one of which was not a penalty. <laughs> How shocked were you? Well, uh, I, 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 well hold the, on. The, Real quick, I honestly thought that was his first non-penalty goal since the one against Genoa. Well, I didn't check, but can someone verify that? No, I, think it, I believe no. It, No, I believe I believe yeah the yeah because listen John this is the funny thing this is somebody pointed out to me this is the fourth time that Perotti scores on the last match day in Serie A the four mm. consecutive times I, I you know last year it was against Parma he scores and that was a goal on action that wasn't a penalty uh so that was definitely at least his last time of scoring something that was not a penalty. And before that, I don't actually remember what it was. Um, uh, but but then the Genoa game. So there, there must be something in the water because uh, Perotti shows up in the last match day. And, you know, it's funny to watch that Juve game because you wonder um, if that was the last game for Smalling, Perotti in a Roma shirt, Maybe Clivert, maybe Under. I don't know how they will be utilized in the Sevilla game or whether they will be utilized if we are to go forward in the Europa League. But it was funny watching that Juve game because I had I constantly had that thought, okay, Fazio's there, but is he gonna there is gonna be there much longer? Or you know, this is Perotti's brace in a Roma shirt, and um is that going to be his last time out? Um, so that was very interesting. Yeah, it was. We got a little bit of everything in that match at the weekend. We saw Cliver, we saw Under. It was. Uh, it. it I, I don't think he intended to do so, but it kind of felt like that was his uh, Fonseca's way of allowing these guys to almost say goodbye. Maybe I was reading into it too And much. How many hamburgers has has or cacio e pepe or ca oh, cacio e pepe for sure? How many of those has has uh, Cengiz Under? 
Eaton uh, in his time. It, it seems like about every time he steps on the pitch, there is one more Catra Pepe in him uh, <laughs> than before. Oh, if somebody can still show me who will actually pay 30 million euros for him, please do so. Because I, I, oh man, I, I feel like if you're paying that much, you're really just doing it in the hopes that he gets into condition because. Matt, he looks like um, like the guy who put in his notice at his job, and yeah. he knows he's at the end. Yeah, and you know he's just uh, he's packing it in for the last bit. So. Yeah, I mean, f- physic physically, he looks like Snorlax from from Pokemon. You know, the big guy who sleeps all the time. Oh, and it doesn't help that he's so short either. You know, I mean, if you're if you're taller, at least you could carry it a little more, a, a little bit better. But he's so short that it it looks so much more obvious on him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the guy is out of you know it's it, it, that's what I'm referring to, and also another mention to a wonderful Romanista who featured in the stands because of a little physical problem uh, named Javier Pastore, who again <laughs> you know it's the hip, if, if, the famous if, hip. If this guy, if this guy is has his loyalty measured to a club based on the on the number of games that he misses, then this guy is the all-time king of loyalty. Francesco Totti, step aside because there is a, a new loyal king in town. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's um, For those of you who did miss it, Pastore did not feature in the match. Uh, he was not on the bench because of the mysterious hip injury that has plagued him for, what, two years now? The same hip injury, so... Same hip uh, injury. <laughs> I don't know what fixes him. Maybe we need some sort of divine intervention. I don't know. But this guy, it's astonishing to me. We're going to look back on it and we're going to laugh and we're going to cry because it is just, just, it leaves you without words that this guy has gone this long and has managed to remain at the club. Three, who would not like that job? Three and a half, almost four million euros just to, you know, yeah. train on the pitch a few times a week, uh, taking take a, a, a free match on the weekends. It seems like a, a, a great, great job in my opinion. Yeah, but to me, I, 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 if I were him, I would hate it because of the expectations that people still had. I mean, the t- the moment he stepped in, people were not necessarily negative about this. I, I was the first one saying, if he can just not be injured all the time, then he can really have an impact on this team. And even in the moments where he was not injured, um, there was little to no impact. Uh, and so that I think that that's the most frustrating part. And if I were him, that would be the more, most disappointing aspect of this adventure at Roma and even at PSG, where he has very fond memories. But still, um, a, a, a wonderful player, but it will be remembered more for his injuries than for his talent. Now, let's try and unpack this ownership stuff. And I will try to do so in a very organized manner, in a very... Uh, decisive manner because I think there's a lot going on right now. There are a lot of people talking, some of whom may or may not be entrepreneurs of soap, shampoo, cleaning products in the Middle East. There is just a lot of noise at the moment, and I think it's difficult to understand what is actually happening. So uh, we are recording this um, at uh, 1630 CET time. 
And where we stand at this very moment is there are two horses in this race for the acquisition of Roma. We have on one side the Free King Group, and on the other side we have this Kuwait Group, which I wrote about a few days ago. They um, they requested access to Roma's financials some time ago. Roma gave them access. Um, obviously, Dan Freakin, he's been in talks with the club for a number of months now. Um, so where we are at the moment is Freakin. Over the weekend, they submitted their formal proposal over to Palota. Palota has set a deadline of mid-August to get this entire thing figured up, figured out, wrapped up, closed, taken care of, because obviously, as I've said on here a number of times, he uh, he wants to get out ASAP. He doesn't want to put in the final 40 million euros needed for the capital increase. Uh, his backer, Starwood Capital, they are tired of putting money into the club. So they want to get out. He wants to get out. They are ready to close up shop. Now on the other side, this whole, <laughs> this Kuwait group, Andy, the last few hours have been very interesting. So we have Fahad al-Bakar go on a Middle Eastern television program saying, oh, we're close to acquiring the club. Um, he gave a nice little shot to me because I reported that Palata denied having known this guy. Um, and basically, he he's very confident that they're going to close the deal with Roma. Now, I have been told that despite what he said, um, now, it, it's interesting because this guy, this Albacar, he's he's essentially the front man. That's it. Uh, he does not have the wealth himself to acquire Roma. He's not rich enough, so he is merely the face of the group behind him. He's acting as a front man essentially. I have been told there is no doubt about that. No doubt whatsoever that this guy, that that this guy essentially is not going to be the one who purchases Roma. Not not going to happen. However, behind him. There's rumors that could it be Kuwait Petroleum International. We saw our good friend Filippo Biafora do an interview with uh, someone by the name Alatiki, who is actually based in Rome and is said to be the mediator. He well, in the interview with Filippo, he said he is sort of the the intermediary between Palata and Albacar. Now, again, I have been told, despite what Alatiki said to Biafora, he said Kuwait Petroleum International is not the group behind them. I have been told that's a lie. KPI is the one, the the big conglomerate behind them. Um, they don't want it to be known. They want to be in the background. They don't want this to be public, that they're the ones sort of backing this consortium. I don't know what to make of these guys. There are people far more educated on them than myself. All I know is that Friedkin is in the lead by a pretty healthy margin, despite what these guys say. So other than that, it's difficult for me to really explain what I know about them. Do you have an opinion one way or the other on this? No, John, I'm just a spectator, and I am actually enjoying watching this shit show unfold um, because I think we've... <laughs> You know, it's it, it was funny uh, that for so long there was only Fritkin, and now finally there is a little bit of competition to fire up uh, the contest of who, who you know, who gets to uh, buy Roma. Um, I you know, and there is so little to know. I mean, I've seen uh, videos in Arabic uh, on my uh, Twitter timeline. Uh, people, you know, getting Google Translate out and trying to figure out what's what's being said. 
Um, so at least as as an outsider, it's <laughs> it, you know I'm not directly involved. I don't have the the the, the means to contact um, the likes of Palota or Friedkin. But it's it's just it's just funny that it finally everything started to heat up. You know, for a while it was it was Friedkin and Friedkin only, and now we have some people who claim to sell soap. And then there are just these people that um, I don't know if you've seen this, but I, I, I believe our good friend Log- Logic CEO um, has been re- <laughs> yes. retweeting pictures of uh, of a guy who reminds me of DJ Khaled. Um, That's Alatiki, the guy who gave the interview to Filippo, the one exactly that he is. a yes. wonderful, a wonderful, very stylish man who who takes uh, embarrassing selfies, but still knows how to how to pose in them. So it's just, it's just funny. And it's very, I think this was needed um, in this very uh, warm summertime to, to actually, you know, make it a bit fun. Um, But again, as you just said, I have no grounds to believe that these guys have anything over Friedkin right now. I mean, from everything that we've read, the real thing is really taking place with Friedkin. Now, I'm not saying it because Biafra also said that we should not underestimate the, the, these guys, but it, it, everything points to Friedkin being in the lead. And I want to point out that Palotta, both to myself and Filippo, denied pretty quickly everything about this Kuwait group. Or Hold on, let me clarify. He denied this Al-Bakar guy. Now, he was not pleased that myself and Filippo published these words um whether he's not happy because there's some sort of something could happen from Consob who is the body that oversees the Italian stock exchange maybe he's not happy that he gave an, a, a denial uh, to us maybe he's worried about some sort of ramifications for Consob I don't know but both myself and Filippo he gave denials to both of us so Maybe he'll, you know, he he wasn't happy about it. Perhaps he may come out soon and clarify. But I I think the club needs to do something because this is getting a bit out of hand. What we do know for sure is that this is the key week. This is undoubtedly the key week. Um, Palotta told his legal advisors, DLA Piper, who are New York-based, that by the 10th of August, that is essentially his deadline. That is his deadline for getting all the offers gathered and preparing the closing documents. Uh, DLA Piper, they informed all interested buyers that you have to have the closing documents ready within a week. So something is going to happen here within the next week, one way or the other. Again, um, maybe Palalta could come across a very rich minority investor who comes in and wants to invest in the club, and he ends up staying. I don't know. All I know is that all signs at this very moment are pointing to Friedkin. Could that change? Of course. Um Palotta has made it very clear he hasn't been thrilled with the prospect of Friedkin. God, I'm saying it like Violi now. He hasn't been thrilled with the prospect of Friedkin for a while now. He's been trying to get them to raise our offer for some time. So is this Kuwait group essentially planted by Palotta to try and get Friedkin to raise his bid? Potentially, I don't know. All I know is that this Kuwait group did indeed request access to the, the quote-unquote data room of Roma, and they've been studying the club's financials. I know very little about them, admittedly, very little, other than the fact that KPI, Kuwait uh, Petroleum International, is behind them in the background. 
Um, now, it may not be directly, maybe may more so indirectly, but I know they are involved. So <laughs> we'll just have to see what happens. Trust me, nobody will be more thrilled about this than myself when this whole thing is over. Um, because I just, I just want the best for Roma. I, I mean, I think that guy, uh, Andy, he, when he was on, when he was blasting me on that television show, he said, I, I have an allegiance to Palata or to Friedkin. I wasn't quite sure where he was going with that, but here's the thing. I don't think any of us care who it is. We just want the best for Roma, right? That in the yeah. end, that's all that matters. That's all that matters, and that's why I'm still rooting for Dan Friedkin because he's the closest one to 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 getting Roma. So it's been going on for for months. It was all, it was practically done uh, had it not been for a pandemic, something that again does not happen every two weeks. So it, it was that close, and if you are that close, you always always wish for it to to go through. And and Roma because Roma find themselves in a position where. You know, there are a lot of uh, question marks. There is a lot of unresolved issues. There is a lot of uncertainty regarding the transfer market, regarding salaries and whatnot. And that needs to be figured out. And for it to be figured out the right way, you need to change ownership because this ownership has, 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 has you know, completed its mission. They did what they had to do. You know, they, they tried to achieve certain objectives. Some they managed, some they didn't. But now the time is over and it's best for Roma to move on. Um, and, and if, you know, this, this club still wants to be something, they still want to achieve something, you can do it by, by having a new ownership come in. Um, right now, Dan Friedkin is in the lead. So let, hopefully, you know, that will stay the way. Completely agree. Okay, everybody, we will be back later in the week. We will preview the match against Sevilla because that is sort of, as Annie just said, this is like the the pinnacle of the season. This is where it this is where it really defines the entire season. This is the last. Believe it or not. Yeah, I mean, this is the last chance for silverware. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. But as I said, we'll be back in a few days to preview that. So as always, thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it so so much. And we will talk to you later in the week. Until then. Ciao. Ciao.